BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy, and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to follow me on Instagram, at The Bad Broadcast, to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Note to Self. Today I have my friend Anna Grace on. We actually recorded for her podcast two days ago, right? Yeah, it was two days, days ago. We talked about a lot of really interesting topics and I, I'm excited to have you on because I haven't really had anyone on who's in this genre before. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've never had anybody on to talk about, for example, today's topic, shadow work, something I'm super interested in. But can you give the audience like a little blurb about you if they don't already follow you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Hi, I'm Anna Grace Newell. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I'm honored to be here. So Peyton and I have actually been following each other for a long time because mm-hmm. I was an OG fashion girly. Yes. We were like the original like bloggers. <laughs> yes, wrote on a blog. Like, actually wrote on a blog. <laughs> so I was in the fashion sector starting in like 2015. Mm-hmm. I was not into any type of spiritual work or law of attraction or any of this stuff. I was a complete zero. Knew nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> so it is, it's interesting how far like both of us have come. It's been, yes. it's been cool that we've been following along since the beginning. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Like since college, basically. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's because I went to Arkansas and she has a Texas yes. following and there was a lot of overlap. A lot of Texas people went mm-hmm. to Arkansas. So shout out to Texas for yes. <laughs> connecting us. <laughs> so I actually had a really crazy experience when I was 20, the 25, 26 range, Mm -hmm. very transformative time of life. If you guys are in it, I feel you. And I had a near death experience and I went from absolutely believing nothing. I was like, honestly, like a smidge of kind of a hater. Like I was like, anytime people would talk about like people who passed away, like sending them signs from the other side. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're. People call themselves realists. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was very, I was very much so I needed to see things to believe it. I was about to say you believe what you see. Yes. Yeah. 
And and but I do feel like I grew up kind of in like a stricter religious background. Like I always wanted to believe in something mm-hmm. bigger or like connect to a higher power. Like that sounded so beautiful, but I just never like felt it and never really clicked. And then I was always I feel like we're very similar. We love getting a lot of information and like reading. I was always very curious, yes. but I just I don't know. I just never landed on the thing that like and also we can't force ourselves to believe or or think about something as true that isn't to us. Right. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't just trick myself into thinking these things were true. And I had this similar experience where like I really wanted something. And I was like, that sounds so great, but it's just not my truth. It's just not my truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's where I was. I was. But I will say at this point in my life, I was at a very, very, very lost, probably the most lost point. And also, mm-hmm. obviously, what I'm doing now is my purpose. It was like needing to step into that purpose. Yes. And I feel like the universe was like, hello, you're not listening. So so it sent you this near-death experience, basically? Yes. Okay. So just to give you guys like, a, I won't go too far into it because I have like a literal 45-minute episode on my podcast. Isn't it the first episode? The first episode. Okay, yeah. Yes. I love. It's the first episode. And I take you guys through the whole near-death experience, what mm-hmm. happened. But essentially... I had just gotten so far out of alignment. It was just a really horrible combination of mm-hmm. things of like disordered eating and being overprescribed, Vivance and Adderall. Like I had multiple prescriptions because I always feel like I was a highly creative, highly intuitive person. Yes. Like they're like, oh, she's always in la la land, you know, da 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 da. But I actually think now that's like my greatest gift. But for yeah. the schooling <laughs> yeah, I got road, it just it didn't really help me out then, mm-hmm. my intuition. Now, so I got into just a very, very low, dark place of feeling so disconnected from self. Also, just like in the most grind culture, I was working three jobs. I was like, so I knew Instagram and being an influencer was the path that I was supposed to take. But I was also like working all these jobs, Mm -hmm. doing the most, like not sleeping, not drinking water, like hardly eating, you know, drinking coffee, taking Adderall vitamins for years, 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 years. So Mm -hmm. essentially, I get on this flight. I'm flying to LA for a work event, which at the time was like the coolest thing ever. It was like a fashion event. Mm -hmm. I was doing fashion wardrobe styling. And I literally started, I woke up, I've been asleep on this flight. I woke up, I had full body sweat from my head to my toes, like my literal shins were sweating. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're like, oh <laughs> yes. my God, something's like so wrong. Mm-hmm. Something is so wrong. And I remember like tapping the guy beside me being like, I need you to call help. So mm-hmm. I have this experience where I am literally like taken out of my body. Mm-hmm. Like, like. I always tell people with near-death experience, out-of-body experience, a lot of people have written in to me saying they've also experienced like this. They saw the exact same thing that I saw now mm-hmm. that I've published, like published the story publicly. Because for years I didn't tell anyone because I was on the yes. internet for a while. But it was so crazy. So anyways, I'm taken out of my body. I have this really wild experience. I will just leave it at that for the sake of this conversation because mm-hmm. I could go on for like 45 minutes. But I realized, and also when I came out of my body, which is really common for a lot of people who have near-death experiences, you don't want to come back. You're yeah. like, oh, wow. See, that would be me. Yeah. I already know. I already know it. I'm like, get me yeah. wherever this is going. I'm going there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was just was like, Wee. like, I just remember feeling so light, this like omnipresent, most overwhelming feeling of like love. I, I went from being horrified, scared, knowing something was terribly wrong with me to absolute what the heck. And I remember like looking back at myself, my body and being mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so hard being her. Why? And And having this realization of. No one did this, but you. Like yeah. you put yourself in this mm-hmm. in this situation. <laughs> what a weird. Which is also the hardest pill for all of us to swallow. Yes. When we get yes. into like a really bad spot, we're like, no one. I mean, yes, there was outside noise and mm-hmm. voices, but you did this, bitch. Like, Taking responsibility for yourself. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. 
And but it it opened my eyes like, wow, there is this whole other life. I was shown that there was this other reality that was available to me. And I know this probably sounds out there for some of you guys. It was out there for me mm-hmm. <laughs> as someone who was a zero, a non-believer. Yeah. I was like, that's what I get for walking around saying I don't believe in anything and challenging yes. the universe. Yes. I was like, I believe there is a God. <laughs> I, I promise. <laughs> I promise. Don't do that again, please. Okay. Yeah. So. You know, it was the first time I ever experienced connecting with an angel. And mm-hmm. that is the one thing that I do want to tell people is that no one ever dies alone. Mm-hmm. That was the information I received. No one ever dies alone. There were so many people I know, unfortunately, during the pandemic that were quarantined or passed away. or And, and so many yeah. people regret me being like, that's the best takeaway I've ever gotten is that every single person on this planet, we have a loved one, an ancestor, an angel, or someone that greets us, mm-hmm. takes us to the other side. Whether you fully go to the other side or you come back like me. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to come back. I, yeah. I want to stay. We this mm-hmm. is way better. It's like you I'm warm. Yeah. yeah. I'm warm and cozy. I'm not sweating anymore warm. Yes. I'm like just internal warm. <laughs> it's just like a like a warm, loving bubble. Yes. And so the information that I was given was like, you have to go back and you're gonna teach people these different things. Is like write a book and I got a, like a, a couple of conditions or not conditions. I don't I never really like that word, but like instructions as to yes. what I was to do coming back. So mm-hmm. I come back and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> what? what? The fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Did you wake up on a plane on the plane? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I had a, a mutual friend who was on the flight out there. It was like mm-hmm. a few seats over and she was like, you literally turned gray. I'm like, I, I didn't even I'm like, yes. So was it a heart attack? Yes. Okay. Yes. You had a full heart attack. Yes. On the plane. I, I had a heart attack. That's crazy. At 25, 26 years old, mm-hmm. I had, had a heart attack. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So of course, you know, and you found that out later too. Yes, I found that out later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember the flight attendant on the flight, which the fact that this happened on an airplane too, was like really strange. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was just like, I was, I was high up. I was, Mm -hmm. I was closer to the heavens. I don't know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, so obviously I know everyone always asks like, did you have the doctor? Were you okay? And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, here's a crazy thing. I was completely fine. Mm -hmm. I was fine. It was like, it was like, I was sucked out of my body, smacked around and then sent back. And I'm like, (laughs) Okay, well, so I come back and like nothing in my life, everything was different. My whole life was like shooken upside down. Yeah. Everyone in my life that was around me that I I could, it was like I had all this information Mm -hmm. of like situations that were no longer serving me. And I knew I needed to stop all of the medication that I was taking. Also, I was like partying. I was drinking. I was dabbling in drugs. I was doing the combination, especially with the disordered eating as the foundation Mm -hmm. and the already taking medication every single day. Like I, I know for a fact I, I've dabbled in drugs before, but it's <laughs> never been in combination with all the, I don't take any medications every single day, except for now some mild antidepressant, right. of course, my fave, my, my girl, <laughs> but I always felt like kind of shitty hungover or whatever, like effects from that. And then I think of half my friends who are dealing with not only Adderall and Vyvanse at really high levels and also disordered eating. I'm like, one of those things will throw me out of whack for a few days. Yeah. So dealing with all of them at the same time and maybe probably not sleeping enough. No. And like, I'm like, one of those things could be going on at the at a time. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's a lot to happen all at the same time. Yeah. So and- I'm not shocked about the, you know, something crazy happening like that. No. And, and actually, I think there was like this shame piece, which we'll kind of get into mm. this shadow piece of me being like almost embarrassed. Like, okay. I was so embarrassed that that had happened. Like I had let it get that bad because mm-hmm. I didn't really think that I was, you don't ever know how bad off you maybe are. Are Yeah. And it was normal. Like I had been on this medication for years and doctors mm-hmm. told me it was fine. And yes, it, it all kind of turned into this giant snowball effect yeah. of compounding issues. 
So I come back, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I've given it. I've had, I've had my eyes opened, and now I'm aware there are other realms. There is, there is a spiritual side. Yeah, there, yeah. There are other things, and I have such a big. I think my life, I just had such a small perspective of what was important to me, mm-hmm. and now I, my, I just live in the big picture. I'm yeah. so very connected. So you're like expanded. Yes, as they say expanded. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm 29 now. I'll be 30 in July. She's approaching 30. I feel you right there. I know. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I say I'm I'm excited because every year my life gets better. There is the piece of like society talking about 30 in a way and like that will get in my head sometimes. But then I'm like, wait, why am I even why is that like in my brain? I guess it just is such a societal thing. Like women turning 30. But when I actually think about it, I'm like, wait, every year is better and better. I think we share like the same mentality of like, mm-hmm. I genuinely think I'm getting hotter each year. Oh, 100% hotter. Like I am. Yeah. Like, I just know it. I'm like, I get better looking every year. Yes. That's my belief system. Today's episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. Premium meals don't have to come at a premium price. ButcherBox provides you with the best meat and seafood on the planet so you can whip up quality meats on your budget. I came home to my new ButcherBox shipment the other day and I was oddly excited. It felt like Christmas. It's so important to not only focus on protein intake, but making sure the protein you're eating is high quality. They offer 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, just the best of the best. ButcherBox delivers directly to your door with free shipping and shipments are curated to customize box plans. So from my most recent box, I got so many cuts. Like there's so much meat in my freezer right now. But I made some crispy air fried chicken tenders that turned out way better than I was imagining in my head. I'm really proud of myself. I used like a healthier breading recipe and I just ate those with some broccoli. I also whipped up some tacos using the ground beef I got in my box and I'll probably use the leftovers for some sort of like taco bowl later tonight actually. Butcher Box members have access to recipe inspiration, guides, tips, hacks, etc. just so y'all know. So I have an amazing deal for Note to Self listeners, okay? So listen up. Listen very clearly. Get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash Note to Self and use code Note to Self. Claim this deal at ButcherBox.com slash Note to Self and use code Note to Self. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, my mom always told me she had two kids by her late 20s. And she was like, my late 20s, I was like the hottest I ever was. And she was like, Peyton, that was before you get lasers. You can get, you know, preventative Botox. She's like, y'all are going to be hot forever. (laughs) 
because yes, you <laughs> you're doing all like I'm doing Morpheus, like everything's happening. She's like, I don't know, what is Morpheus? It's called so it's Morpheus. It's like laser slash like it's almost like microneedling slash laser. Okay. And it just like completely rebuilds the collagen in your face. Love it. I'm like perfect adds to cart. It's amazing. <laughs> you have to get Morpheus. It's so good. It's like pretty low downtime in comparison to microneedling, but like way better. Okay. It's so good. I'm I'm in it. I'm like recently on a skin journey. So yeah. we're, we're doing it, it. Morpheus. Okay, Morpheus. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh. so you have this near-death experience. Yeah, I have this crazy experience. And it, it rattled me to my core. My family is just like a very normal family, like not particularly religious. From my, Tennessee. From Tennessee. Yeah. I'm just a basic ass <laughs> bitch trying to blog. Like, you know. Aren't we all? Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> and um, my dad was an environmental scientist. So he was like really into quantum physics. And mm-hmm. so he was... He, I have this experience. I, I kind of go to him first because I think it would have freaked my mom out. Like she mm-hmm. would have been mostly concerned for my health and I knew I was going to be fine. Like that was even a part of like the knowing. I was like, I know I'm fine. Anyways, so I kind of tell my dad, I'm like, you know, I'm having all these like, this like crazy dreams or like, cause I got off all the medication, which I think was yeah. blocking me. It really, cause you know, if you take certain medications, also I'm not knocking anybody that's on. Yes. Take what works for you. It yeah, just, yeah. It, I actually didn't feel like it was working for me. And I kind of felt like I was abusing it because I'm like, ooh, skinny girl. Exactly. That's the difference. Yeah, so if you're like, problem. I need it, it works for me. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. I'm not, but it was not for me. Yes. And I kind of think each year I just got like a little notch up of a dose. Yeah. Well, it, that's what I kept, I, I kept saying, or I keep saying about antidepressants, for example, because I was off them for a while and then I got back on them and I have a whole episode about why and, you know, all this stuff. But the point is, and the point of note to self in general, because it's note to self, is you have to check in with yourself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is, I think, why I want to talk about shadow work today Mm -hmm. and how you've gone through it in this journey from basically believing in nothing, getting hit with this and then moving into this like very spiritual connected mindset, because anything you're doing in life, especially when you're putting something in your body every single day Mm -hmm. that has the ability to possibly wreck your life you need to check in with yourself and figure out okay how am I feeling on this medication is it really helping me am I doing this to stay thin am I doing this like really question yourself and make sure you're checking in with yourself because everyone's gonna have a different experience you know what I mean like some people need to take Adderall to like wake up in the morning and like function in their job Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. you know but some people just I think it's definitely over prescribed yes and I know a lot of people personally who could sit right here and tell you yeah i abuse the hell out of that especially in college you know what I mean it's very normal in our life to do that right the crazy thing is some people have written me being like I was 22 and had a heart attack and you're like so that's not okay (laughs) it's not normal that's not okay yeah you know I will say it was the biggest blessing I don't Mm -hmm. know where I would have ended up I mean I I don't know what would happen to me eventually so I'm happy that it happened but um, I'm happy that it happened too yeah I'm happy that you're here yes I'm I'm (laughs) happy that we're here I'm good everyone yeah but ever since then I Came back. And so I now I'm a clairvoyant medium. So mm-hmm. I don't know if the I just you when you die, you stay connected to both realms. It's kind of how I Maybe, feel. Yeah. And the energy that sort of greeted me to like take not really take me over the other side, but like just communicate with me like, hey, you're OK, but also like you're not going mm-hmm. back and this is what you got to do. Yeah. Still works with me. And so I've become an Akashic Records practitioner. And so I was in Nashville doing celebrity styling and wardrobe styling on reality TV, which is how I got connected with Shannon and got all it. of them from. Got it, got it, got it. Yep. And so I really just pivoted and I became a celebrity medium. Okay. okay. <laughs> so. yeah. You're like, I'm going to do a quick switch up, guys. Not available anymore for the styling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it, it was it was very, and I do think clothing, we talked about this, yeah. is very energetic. So I actually think my whole life I was doing this, doing this intuitively. And and I, when I went and told my dad this, he was like, you 
saw things and you communicated with energy when you were like little. You yeah. just didn't remember, had gotten completely blocked, was taking overprescribed medication, you know, whatever, became yeah. a hater. <laughs> it's funny because I used to be like so anti this. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny that this has become me, which is yeah. the beautiful segue for shadow work because it's been my greatest assignment in shadow work is mm-hmm. that I was so afraid to tell people that I'm a medium, which like what I feel like today, it's really not that crazy. No. And I actually identify more as an Akashic Records practitioner. I know that's a lot of people are like, what the hell is that? So can you explain quickly the Akashic Records? Yes. Are? I'm familiar because I went down full. I mean, before even TikTok, the full rabbit hole of the Akashic Records, like all the I used to watch like TV shows on it and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Like it was on like History Channel and stuff. It would come no up. way. So like I am familiar <laughs> with okay. that. Okay. But like. For people who don't know what the Akashic Records, can you explain? Yes, it is. I've really got to get like a two-sentence explanation. It's I'm gonna, hard, though. I'm going to land on like a quick one. I'm still yeah. working on like yeah. my elevator pitch. But essentially, I tell people their angel readings. It's a collective okay. energy that I work with specifically. So like mediumship is you're connecting with people who have passed to the other side, right? Yes. This is more of like an angelic, super high vibrational realm. And it's a it's like your soul's library. Okay, I think it's what people ultimately referred to as God's plan. Mm-hmm. It's very much so for me, like the information is coming from source, universe, God. Like yes. I speak the universal language of love. You could be religious. You could be spiritual. You could be nothing. Mm-hmm. We all have this information that's really our soul's journey, past, present, and future. Okay. So when you open the Akashic Records, it's like this beautiful conglomerate of all this information specifically to you. Mm-hmm. So I do like an opening prayer. I insert your name. So I did like a tiny reading this morning for Peyton. Typically, mm-hmm. I do like a 40-minute meditation and a lot of stuff. But since I'm here on so many interviews, I couldn't like go like. Yeah, I, deeply. I couldn't go like too deep. But I got yeah. enough information for us to like chew on. Okay, cool. Some little tasty treats awesome. for you. So we're going to do that. But yeah, so the Akashic Records is really just accessing. I specialize in connecting people with their soul's purpose and mm-hmm. doing intuition activations. Okay. So a lot of people get super disconnected from themselves, from their body. It's like a muscle. This is literally how I've been shown. Our intuition is planted inside of us like a seed. Mm -hmm. And we, when we tune in, when we work that muscle, we kind of water that little knowledge tree. And then she grows and thrives or Mm -hmm. he or she, however you identify. We all have this intuition. And it's just a practice of listening. And so I'm really here to teach people through the Akashic Records how to access that intuition, Uh how to basically cut these anchors that are holding us back. That's the shadow work. Yes. Because a lot of people are like, will come to me being like, what is holding me back? Because they don't, they can't, they don't know. Yeah. They know they're stuck. Mm -hmm. They want to move forward. And they're literally like, I don't even know what the Akashic Records, I don't even care, but just tell me. (laughs) So there's a lot of questions that I got because I asked people on on Instagram to ask questions. And I got a couple that were like, how do you acknowledge what the shadows are? Because I feel something holding me back and I can like sense a darkness Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. One thing that you just said reminded me of, like, obviously listening to your intuition. I was listening to a, the new episode of the Him and Her podcast today. And whoever was on, I think, let me figure out his name real quick because I was literally just listening to it. And I want to point people to it because it's so good. I have the last song I was listening to is Bees in the Trap by Nicki Minaj. Honestly, banger. <laughs> so let me, let me find. <laughs> it's not pulled up right now. <laughs> Bitches ain't shit. So I, I do too. <laughs> okay. It's Alan Stein Jr. It's how to reshape and enhance your life using discipline, repetition, and the right mindset. It's the him and her podcast. But he was saying that the ultimate form of self-discipline is being present Mm. because then you can listen to yourself, to your intuition and be in tune with self. So that kind of reminded me of that because I think the way you connect with your intuition is being present. Literally sitting. And feeling 
yes. things in your body. Yes. <laughs> Feeling super things. simple, but it's so hard. It's truly just that's literally what I do is I teach people how to have a communication system with their body. Today's episode is brought to you by Hatch. Make space for rest in your life with Hatch Restore 2. This is your new bedside sleep companion inspired by nature, backed by sleep science and designed to take care of you from sunset to sunrise. One of the aspects of life I'm focusing on more or attempting to at least is not only getting enough sleep, but getting good quality sleep. I've always been a night owl, so I'm trying to train myself to fall asleep earlier. And by that, I mean before like 2 a.m. ideally. <laughs> and so far, I'm proud of myself for my progress, but I still have a long way to go. So this is where the Hatch Restore 2 comes in. Tap into your circadian rhythm in the morning with a gradual sunrise alarm that wakes you gently. This is so much better than the crazy phone alarm <laughs> that I, I use day to day. It does not make me stressed in the morning, like straight off the bat. It's my goal to establish a phone free routine at night. And really, I kind of want a screen free bedroom. And Hatch helps you break your late night scrolling habit and ease into sleep with a calming sunset paired with sleep stories, guided meditations and more. I've mentioned that I usually like to have something calm playing in the background when I fall asleep. And Hatch makes that so easy with this nighttime ritual. Also, it's really chic looking. If you're interested in improving your sleep and establishing healthy morning and evening routines surrounding sleep, head to hatch.co and get free expedited shipping on your new Restore 2 so you can start feeling well-rested ASAP. That's hatch.co and you'll get free expedited shipping on the Restore 2. Do it. We absolutely love it. There are so many ways to like muscle testing and all kinds of different ways that you can actually get like a physical reaction from your body when mm -hmm. something is right for you or when something's wrong for you mm -hmm. and especially like women's intuition like we are very intuitive so strong especially you know that's interesting i've been doing a lot of readings for people who are pregnant i don't know mm -hmm. it's just been like coming to me lots of like athlete wives has been like yes where i'm a at, thing. at right now <laughs> yeah. and um your intuition when you're pregnant is on like nine million i'm sure because you've got to be so connected to your body so that you can do what is best for the baby. Mm -hmm. And people say that's like their most intuitive time of their life is, yeah. is pregnancy. But I actually believe that's our true state. Yeah. It's just we are always as dedicated to our body as we are when we know there's someone else in there. Absolutely. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. I can't wait to be pregnant. I'm not like yeah. right now, but oh, someday. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm like, <laughs> right now. <laughs> someone right now <laughs> I'll do it I don't know I'm like I just crave it but I also I can sense that that would you know be happening yeah isn't that it makes so that cool? actually makes yeah a lot of sense so okay so with the shadow work part of it is mm -hmm. the, what I struggled with the most was growing up in the south you know coming from strict religious mm -hmm. upbringing you know my family wasn't particularly strict but I was so afraid that everyone our society especially in the south I don't can't speak for anything else but growing up in Florida and Texas it's built off of a certain it's built off of mostly a strict sense of Christianity. Mm. And it's the way that people practice it is just really strict. And it harbors a lot of shame and guilt and all these things. And for me, at least, this yes. is what was yes. happening. And it's it doesn't matter because I grew up around people who believed other things. But I felt like as a culture, it just was like a little more like waspy. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Which de definitely bred a lot of shame that I it's really hard to unpack because it's hard to separate yourself from that. Yes. It's almost like shame masquerading as morality. Yes. You know, so yes. it's hard to disconnect the two sometimes. Well, and people are very convicted in their mm -hmm. belief and because that's really ultimately what makes them feel safe. Yes. Right. So I've 
had the discernment of, okay, no one actually like thinks negatively of me. It's mm-hmm. just maybe something that's challenging their belief system, mm-hmm. something unknown, which unknown for them can feel fearful. Whereas mm-hmm. I am like, no, no, you guys don't understand. I've been to the other side. Yeah. I've seen angels. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. Like, <laughs> yes. and, and also I still identify as Christian. Like yeah, I yes. pray in Jesus name. It's yes. not like all of a sudden I like up and jumped ship and like went somewhere mm-hmm. else. You know, that's why I like listening to your podcast because I don't currently identify as Christian, but I'm spiritual. And the, but the way you talk about it and acknowledge it is so not only respectful to everyone else, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Because it is all the same thing. Yes. Yeah. I truly had this like deep understanding that this feeling that I felt when I left this world was that it was just this ultimate, ultimate feeling of love. And Mm -hmm. that I believe is this universal language of love that we are all just trying to label and categorize in different vocabularies. A hundred percent agree. Right. So I can, I respect everyone's belief system. Like I can have a conversation with anyone because I know ultimately Mm -hmm. we're talking about the same thing, you know, and a lot of the Akashic records has been, it is incredibly ancient, ancient practice. I mean, Mm -hmm. from the start of time, it's mm-hmm. in the Egyptian pyramids. Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's been referenced in the Bible. So yes. it's referenced everywhere to me. And that's why I landed on this modality, because I think it's just very all connected, like God's yes. plan, soul's purpose. Well, we kind of get lost in the narrative a little yeah. bit rather yeah. than the feeling. Right. Because to me, the feeling of love. Yeah. Yeah. It's like love. God is in the present moment. God is in when we feel love. Mm-hmm. It's all love. It's like it is just really staying connected to the energy of feeling good. Yes. And whatever narrative or dialogue or vocabulary feels good to you or makes it make sense you. to you. It's almost yeah. like a metaphor. Yeah. Like whatever metaphor it is that you need to have to to connect with this, yeah. then have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have it. Yeah. Because people come to me all the time who are like, I've literally never done anything like this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then they do it. And they're like, I've literally never felt like so safe and grounded and connected, you yes. know, yeah. and I'm like, that's all I want people to feel. Perfect. That's literally all like I'm like, yes, we can say I, I always say like, what words feel good to you? Do you like mm-hmm. universe? Do you like God? Do you like angels? Like, I love that. And I just translate, you know, so yeah. what I love also about shadow work, I have a quick question when yep. I'm talking about beginning with shadow work. So we talk a lot about in, you know, manifestation as a buzzword. I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of where people are starting getting their start and more yeah. spirituality practices. But for me, the more I learn about manifestation, I realize a foundational point of manifestation is doing shadow work. Yes. So you can successfully manifest. Yes. So let's go there. Let's break it down. Mm -hmm. So I am all about like, yes, this is such a magical, beautiful world. I love the law of attraction. I love playing in that realm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the most sort of intriguing part that can really captivate and draw people in. Yeah. But then you've got to go like, okay, we've got to really dissect it on a few layers. And so for me, it... I could probably break it into like three parts of this first is you've got to figure out what your limiting beliefs are or what's holding you back. And that's going to be in the shadow self. Okay. Because as children, when we come into this world from age Mm -hmm. zero to 14, our little brains are like a computer. Yeah. And we are getting all of this data downloaded. These programs, the software is running. Mm -hmm. Truly, our brain is like a giant computer. Yeah. And we might be picking up narratives from people around us who we actually don't want to carry those narratives. Yeah. But it's all we've ever known. It's mm-hmm. literally all. You're like a sponge. You're a sponge. Yeah. So, you know, I would say t- till about age 14. I'm sure there's more scientific data specific, but just for the sake of conversation, we'll say 14. Yeah. So then when we're like 29, 30, especially me, we're like 25, mm-hmm. I'm still operating on some of those same belief systems that were just sort of. I just absorbed. And you also don't think about it because you're just day to day living your life, like trying to get past this next day, like just trying to like 
be cute. Think about that cute boy in your class. Like you just aren't thinking about like what is really truly driving me right now. No, no, no. no. And it would be overwhelming if we did. It would be. That's the thing. We really only have like 5% awareness as to mm-hmm. what all is going on in our mind because it would be so overwhelming. Like our liver is detoxing. We're breathing, you know, yes. heartbeat, eyes blink. You know, there, <laughs> yeah. There's so much. So it, it is a protection mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's why shadow work is so slippery because yeah. There are the subconscious mind is like rolling, rolling, rolling and never remembers everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas something could happen to us that is trauma, little micro T. Yeah. yeah. Some boy embarrassed me and, you know, said some said I was stupid. This is a big example. I don't remember that. I don't Mm -hmm. remember that because I was seven. But it's somewhere at age 16, 19, 25, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, when I do X, Y, and Z, I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm, I'm not going to do, do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hide that mm-hmm. because I don't want anyone to shame me or embarrass and me And you publicly. don't even freaking realize you're and doing it. you don't this. even realize you're doing it. And you hardly even remember the event or why you started. Yeah. Why did I even start? Why did I start doing this? Mm-hmm. I have the perfect example. Okay. I grew up doing gymnastics like you. Mm-hmm. And I was also an all-star cheerleader. I was like, I did. Kind of I everything. did that too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was always the tumbler girl and the flyer girl. Okay. I was never the girl who danced because it was very sharp and very rigid. And yeah, yeah. someone told me that I was a bad dancer because I was kind of loose. Mm-hmm. Told me I was a bad dancer. And I got so embarrassed and I like stopped dancing for years. Quit mm-hmm. dancing. Quarantine comes. I started making TikTok videos doing yeah. dances. And I started doing like hip hop dances. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Memphis. I used to be a yeah, DJ. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I was living, I was living the fast life. Yes. Guys. <laughs> and I was posting all these videos, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, were you like on a dance team? Like you're such a good dancer." Da 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 da. And now I've been hosting literal dance events. Yes. But for ten years of my life, someone told me I was a bad dancer and embarrassed me, and mm-hmm. I quit dancing. And have, but my true, we all have those exact stories, yes, right? Yes, in some way, shape, or form. And I didn't even know. Like I was like, oh, I'm like a bad dancer. Yeah. But then I literally, my video was on TikTok, like viral. People were like you're a great dancer. And I'm like, this <laughs> is hilarious. Yes, it's so good. My mom's like, you. I didn't even know you could dance. I'm like, me neither. <laughs> I didn't because someone told me. Someone that, one time told, told me, this. me yeah. it was bad. And it's like it's crazy because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's deep and it's dark. So this is that shadow part. It's like the, it's the feelings connected to shame or guilt. The best place to start is what is something that I would be so embarrassed if someone found out about me? Like okay. what's, what's the most embarrassing thing okay. about me that like if, if someone found out, I would be humili- humiliated. I'd be mm-hmm. mortified if someone found out about this. And it could be anything relating to our sexual identity. It could be anything, anything, anything. That's yeah. like a good place to start. What am I so embarrassed of? Mm-hmm. For me, I would have been mortified if people knew I was doing readings and I was a medium in mm-hmm. my Tennessee little network of people like that judgment I would have been like oh my gosh even when I told my boyfriend I was like scared for his family to find out yeah you're like I mean that's like me telling people in public the most embarrassing thing to tell people who do not know you okay I wouldn't say the most embarrassing but something pretty embarrassing is when people ask me what my job is (laughs) because I'm literally just like I'm an influencer (laughs) and they're like usually I don't say that usually I say like I have gone so far as to be like oh I post stuff on the internet for money (laughs) so people are like or like an like an influencer, and I'm like, you said it. You said I it. didn't say it. Okay, let's <laughs> let's go there because I have that yes. same feeling. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's dissect it. This, yes. is, this is a shadow word because if okay. not our authentic self, you're here. You're in your power. You're here to be an influencer. Yes. You carry the power. Well, here's the thing. I I love my job. Yeah, and so like I love it. And when I sit there, and I'm like, that's what the job is called. Okay. Yes. That's what it's called. Yes. That's how we communicate things to people. You use common language <laughs> that yes. everyone knows. That's what it is. But why is it so embarrassing to say it? Okay. So I want you to close your eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to close my eyes too. 
Okay, so just take a deep breath in through the nose. Hold at the top. Big exhale, side out. Do two more. So one in through the nose. Hold at the top. Sigh. On this last one, I want you to just invite in your highest self, highest version of Peyton, in through the nose. Hold at the top. Exhale, let it all go. Okay. You ready? I'm going to rapid fire. Mm -hmm. First word that comes to mind, doesn't matter, doesn't have to make sense, don't explain it. What is embarrassing about saying you're an influencer? It's not a real job. What happens if this is not a real job? What happens if it isn't a real yeah, job? Yeah, like what if, you, what if you don't have a job? I don't. I can't support myself. What happens if you can't support yourself? Then I'll be homeless. What happens if you're homeless? Then I'll probably get raped and killed. <laughs> Okay, what's that? Sorry, trigger warning. <laughs> if you get raped and killed. Well, then I'll be dead, and that's not what I'm scared of. I'm not scared to be dead. Okay, you're not scared to be dead, but but let's go let's go like another direction with Okay. <laughs> I'm like, before we go to rage and kill just for the sake of I don't want to upset anyone. But okay, what happens? What happens if someone's like, this is not a real job? What if you're not working a real job? I think it, you know what it is? I think it's the idea that someone well, first I go to someone's not taking me seriously. Okay. And then I'm like, they think I'm stupid. Let's go to what happens when people don't take you seriously. I think that they think that I have no value. What happens if you don't have any value? Then you're worthless. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it all that's how you get down to the shadow work. Okay. Every time something comes up for you that makes you feel embarrassed or small or mm -hmm. triggered or something that you want to hide, that's how everyone's going to talk to themselves. You're going to invite in your highest version of self or whatever word feels good to you. <laughs> Sorry, the rape did go. <laughs> She's like, I'm pillaged and died. And I'm like, okay, Peyton's been listening to too We're much true, too true crime. But you know what? Here's the thing. Either yeah. way, it's that you don't feel worthy of living. Yes. At its yes. core, there's this lack of worthiness. That's true, yes. And there's this part of you that feels worthless mm -hmm. or invaluable mm -hmm. because people don't deem your job worthy. Yes. And that's the piece. If if all we manifest from our self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. Our self-worth and how we self-identify is truly the manifestation process. Okay. So if we're carrying around this baggage of feelings of worthlessness, yeah, yeah. That's making us less magnetic. It's holding us back. It's holding yeah. us back. Okay. So, so where do you go from there? So first we've got to identify. Okay. Right. So it, let's say we identify with this example. Right. Yes. And you're going to go ahead and we would start to shift the narrative. And a lot of people would do this. I would recommend more in a journaling okay. setting because yeah. the mind is like always trying to outsmart us. So just mm -hmm. for you guys listening, write all these thoughts down, like every single embarrassing thought around pain saying she's an influencer. <laughs> yeah. And I have the same thing. Like I yeah. identify, I'm like, no, I'm an energy worker, but I mm -hmm. make a lot of money as an influencer. Well, the th Yeah. And the thing is also like when I say, think it's like, well, we're going to the whole it's not a real job thing. And, and immediately my head's like, you were making money. Logically, I know. Right. But it's like a feeling thing. Right. It's like a feeling of embarrassment, not like logically embarrassing. Because right. logically, I'm like, you have Ever, a job. Right. And people, <laughs> like, a lot of people want to be an influencer. Yes. You do have a job. People yes. want this job. And you're good at it because money doesn't come to you actively for years and years and years doing it if you aren't pretty good at, at it. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. People just don't give you money to live as much as, you know, it looks like it maybe. But yes. Anyway. So if we were to, you would start to first uncover, write out everything, word, brain dump on a piece of paper, everything mm -hmm. about the position that makes you feel, you know, like it's not a real job. Unworthy. Yeah. Un unworthy. On some level, this is when people just do X, Y, and Z, I feel worthless. Mm -hmm. So then 
you start to flip the script. You start to look at it through a different lens. That's when you would invite in like all of the positive aspects of your job Mm -hmm. that to you make it feel like a real job. Right. Okay. So you would start really focusing on like, wow, what a for me, I would be like, what a gift it is that I have the power to influence people and to help connect them with their intuition. Yeah. You know, you really start looking at the good things, the good things and the things that you're most proud of. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's ultimately what you want to communicate to your subconscious mind yes. and to the body and to the brain. And and also, too, I do want to give a shout out to To Be Magnetic Expanded. They have a really okay. great process for integrating because I know I'm not like a professional. I know there's people that. Well, they have a good like workshop. Shop. Yeah. I'm a member of the To Be Magnetic community. And honestly, I should do it more. I'm not focused as much as I should be. But it to me, it looks like a good framework if you're just getting started. Yes. Great framework because mm-hmm. it is a time commitment, but you've got to think this I am worthy of this time investment, yes. you know. Well, this is the basis and foundation of everything else. Right. Yeah. It is truly these narratives that are running on loop in the background of our mind. And we don't even know that they're mm-hmm. running and shaping our entire reality. And it's so easy to let them run. It is so hard when you when you first have to notice them and then try to stop them. That's where I'm at right now, where I'm like, I get on these ruminating thoughts that I realize I'm not even actively thinking myself. And then I have to be like, like in the shower today, I literally was like, you need to actively have a new thought. Like not, mm-hmm. don't let these things and these systems run. Like let's actively change your normal thought pattern yes. <laughs> right now because yes. you're going to drive yourself crazy at this point. We need to like fix it. Truly. You know? Well, we have the same, I think it's 90,000 thoughts a day mm-hmm. and they just recycle. Our brain wants to choose the oh. easiest path. Yes. It's like, mm-hmm. And so you do have to break the cycle. Yes. And, but, it's easy to do because obviously we have this neural plasticity in our brain. Mm-hmm. We can very quickly change directions, but mm-hmm. we just have to be like, hey, brain, we're changing the script. Like actively. Actively. Mm-hmm. I, I have the the real. I, I am the director. This is the movie we're going to be playing. Yes. We're flipping yes. the script. Well, you have to know. You have to know what's also, I don't know, acknowledging. I guess shadow work for me makes sense. Like as a let's say I did gymnastics my whole life, like we're mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. It's when you're doing a new skill. You're going to do things wrong and your coach is always going to point out to you what you're doing wrong because the only way you're going to do it right is if you acknowledge what you're doing, quote, wrong and learn how to fix it to do it a better way. Right. In order to get the skill or yes. whatever it is. Yes. So I think about it like that all the time. But let's jump into my little okay, yeah, my reading and all of that. So can you explain also what you do before this reading, like what yes. you did for a mini reading today? Yes. Yeah. So I did a, med- a mini reading, which typically I live like kind of out in the middle of nowhere in Florida. So I go to the beach and like do like a whole like 40 minute, like I swim in the ocean. It's a whole to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While I'm in the throes of West Hollywood, yes. like the n- energetically noisiest <laughs> place. <laughs> Literally when I say y'all, I went to go record for her her podcast. I was shocked that it was that quiet because she's in this like little bungalow, like Airbnb <laughs> in the middle of West Hollywood. Like it is the most in, like happening place in Los Angeles, probably. Literally. That's crazy. So I've been like doing my energetic protection practices like so intensely because I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so loud. Have you done an episode on that energetic protection? Yes. Okay. Yes. I have not seen it. By the way, we did not see your podcast. It's called AG University. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have mentioned it on the show before. Thank you. But it's it's great. Anyway. Yes. That's that's the podcast we're referencing. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's, it's if you guys are spiritual, like come one, come all. It's mm-hmm. it's just universal information. So I did a miniature reading, a quick one for Peyton okay. since I didn't have like the full like hour and a half to like get into like a deep meditation. We just did like a little beep, a little blip, mm-hmm. which was all we needed because if not, I would be on this podcast for three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
Peyton was just asking me. So essentially, I'll do a quick meditation mm -hmm. and I do an opening prayer. So it's like really an activation to access your Akashic records. So okay. it's like I'm going into a meeting room with your higher self mm -hmm. and your higher self is going to send this information to me. Kind of like an angel reading. It's kind of like yes. it's a little like a little meeting happens. Mm -hmm. And then I start getting this mm. information. Honestly, I, so I wrote. Are my, are my angels cool? Are they like vibing? <laughs> they're, they're vibing. Are they like a little annoyed with me sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but your higher self did send me like a couple of things. And it's the same kind of team that I work with because I like to just know I'm like working with the same people. Yeah, yeah. And then I invite in your higher self. So, but yes, and, and very proud of you, but mm -hmm. also the theme that you're in, you actually didn't ask me this, but I'm just going to tell you yeah, some yeah. of the things. The first things that came through, like I'm on rip repetition was mm -hmm. take it slow take it slow okay like slow down it was like the more that you go within the more you can release the fear that's holding you back and the slower you go mm -hmm. the actual faster your manifestations come okay so that's something to work on it's like we don't have to go fast 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 to get the man manifestations coming faster it's actually like we're, we're in a we're in our slow, slow. era yeah okay. and I wrote the first one that came up for you was like perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And this is just what they were showing me. So I'm just going to, I'm saying please. they, this is not my words, but perfectionism is a defense mechanism in creating an identity outside of true self because we think others may disown our true self or look down upon. Mm -hmm. So the work here and up leveling our worth is bringing all parts to the light and celebrating them. Because when we keep them hidden, that's the energy of shame or unworthiness. Mm -hmm. While if we manifest from our self-worth, we need to transmute those feelings that we carry around. And then we become the most, they literally said, feelings we carry around. Then we become the most magnetic girl in town. Okay. It's very rhymey. Yeah. It's like very. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's very rhymey because I believe it's the same energy that songwriters and yes. big celebrities like Adele. I'm, I'm like convinced tap she's into. tapped into the Akashic Record. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't have any information. <laughs> but it is. It's like very sing-songer, okay. lyrical yeah. information. The thing that came through, I wrote four different times, was transparency and own, owning our identity, which I didn't know that Peyton was embarrassed about saying she was an influencer. So that's like right on. Right? Literally. So, and just to give a definition from the Akashic Records on shadow self, our shadow self is a buried version that we have buried in order to present ourselves to the world as someone who is worthy of love. Okay. So ultimately, we're hiding these parts of ourselves that we are afraid if people see they won't love us. Mm -hmm. But the way to set ourselves free is to bring these parts to the light mm -hmm. and show them love. Yes. Transmute that to light, own them, celebrate them. And then you're literally the most magnetic person on the planet. Yes. You know? And so when you celebrate yourself, you're saying. Yes. Okay. And celebrating, it. It, it doesn't well, mean. It you, translates to celebrating others, but ex maybe accepting yourself. It's it's all fully. about self-acceptance. Yeah. Radical self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's see what else. One of your gifts, too, is truth-telling with effervescence. It's like you have the ability to do the work and share the work with others in, like, a really loving way. And mm -hmm. and also you're here to activate self-awareness mm -hmm. in other people, which I thought was really cool. That's um, cool because literally all we just talked about was, like, becoming more self-aware and, you know— and how that's a superpower to being present and all yes. the things. Yeah. And that's that's part of your gift. And mm -hmm. everyone that's listening is just by being in your presence. Like you don't have to be like, hey, guys, this is what I'm teaching today. Just by you existing. Yeah. That's part of what you're igniting in other people. Okay. Which is just really cool. Also, another thing, like what a cool way to influence people. Right? Yeah. Well, I also just posted a meme the other day on TikTok because I'm obsessed with those things that are essentially like meme pages on Instagram. <laughs> but like, you just swipe through and they're like funny things like or they're unhinged. 
And there was one that I really resonated with me deeply. And it said, it was like a tweet and it was a quote tweet that says, you're so self-aware. And the person says, thanks, it's ruining my life. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I know. It's the worst. Thanks, <laughs> it's ruining my it's life. It's the best, but it's the fucking worst. But I wanted to say a piece on the perfectionism because yes. what's interesting about this is my entire life, my identity has been being a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And in my family, it's very celebrated to be that. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very intense military family. Mm. And I did gymnastics ages two to 12, basically. Mm. And that was the way like we moved a lot. So I was in the gym a lot. And again, that's gymnastics isn't competition necessarily. It's perfection. You are striving for the perfect form, the perfect Mm. everything. So I loved it because I was like, this is how my brain works. And growing up in a family like that, perfection is not only like celebrated, but it's expected, mm-hmm. you know, so everything has to be perfect. So that's what I've, that's what I've been running on. My foundation has been, we're all to me, I'm like, Oh, we're all trying to be perfect. Right. Like we're all trying to be this, maybe the best version, I guess, of ourselves, which is kind of true, but also it doesn't leave much room for grace. Right. <laughs> which is, I literally have grace tattooed on my body. Okay, we're, we're moving <laughs> in the right direction. I'm like, <laughs> I need to be Grace. All right. Give myself some grace. Yes. And which is the opposite of perfection. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I have totally embraced the my life is is messy. It's mm-hmm. chaotic. It's I don't even I, I don't struggle with. Perfection, yeah. <laughs> so. Isn't it crazy how people just have completely different frameworks? Yes. Like completely different frameworks. Yes. It's wild. And even having that awareness makes it easier to navigate relationships with people just like coworkers and people in your life. Yes. It's like, they have a completely different experience mm-hmm. than the experience that you have had or that I yes. have had. And also I can't look around and be like, oh, like I can't treat, for example, and let's say friendships sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that's like, oh, we're all trying to get better every day. Right. And mm-hmm. some people are like, no, yeah, I'm just trying to like lay down. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, it took me a long time to realize that. And then I was like, wait a minute. I also, I think like to lay down as well <laughs> and not be perfect. And it took me a long time to give myself grace enough to one not only like acknowledge it, but also start doing that. Being like, you know what? Actually, instead of working on my left-handed writing capabilities today. Oh my God. <laughs> my bad side, my what? bad aunt. Just so I can get a little better. She's like keeping the brain sharp. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lay down and watch Netflix. And you know what? That right there mm-hmm. is how we integrate shadow self. Okay. Because we're that's a good example of it. That's a good example okay. because we're not we're no longer rejecting this. I will not lay yes. down. I will keep marching. <laughs> yes. You know, like why? It's like it's like, what if I just like relax? What if I just chilled? And for I don't think y'all realize like my family knows this. My close friends know this. Me saying what if I just chilled is like a that's like a pinnacle moment in my life. Like had I had that come to Jesus moment, as mm-hmm. they say, in front of my mom, she would have been like, oh. <gasps> You've changed so like she would have been shocked. She's like, what just came out of your mouth? Like, what if you just relaxed? Like, I it's taken me a long time to do that. And honestly, it's my now it's my new kind of part of my brand is I like to be horizontal. Yeah. And now we're integrating that into the brand. I like being horizontal for <laughs> Love you. Being horizontal. Yeah, because it's like if if not, like just the refusing to integrate whatever it is that we're trying so hard to be the opposite. Yes. It's like, what if we just met in the middle? You know, okay. you don't have to all of a sudden like Yes. We don't have to like abandon our lifestyle whenever I tell people that they're doing this work. It's mm-hmm. like, what if we just dabbled? Well, also, we're, I guess we think in a very like polarizing way as people. So it's like, if I'm not perfection, then I'm just going to be lazy now. Like, or what if we just did like, sometimes you strive for perfection or not even maybe like a couple steps under perfection. And yeah. then sometimes you're just lazy. Yeah. That's what I do now. 
it's great. It feels great. <laughs> and I, I actually like that you said the word lazy because lazy mm-hmm. for me was one of the words that I took through like a hypnotherapy style, like meditation for all myself yes. was that growing up, I was always like love to take naps, like big sleeper. I'm a projector on human design, mm-hmm. which means we need the most rest. Yeah. And so lazy was actually something people would trigger me because I'm like, I'm not lazy. Like I'm successful. Yeah. But I started having like shame around like resting or like mm-hmm. turning off or like getting off my phone. Yeah. And that was something that I had to actually work through to become more magnetic or, you yes. know, manifest more and, and, and be in alignment with my true self was like, I am worthy of rest. Yeah. I deserve to rest. Like, I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so it's like even kind of reshaping that for me too was like, I would be like, oh, I'm just going to be lazy for the day. But I, I kind of stopped using that word. Like yes. I would be like, you know what? I'm just going to like, I'm going to like treat myself. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to treat myself. Oh, all the time. <laughs> you know? That's what I do all the time now. I yeah. deserve it. So we're, is there, what else do you have okay. on there? Yes. You so, move on? yes, yes, yes. Okay. So we refuse to integrate. I'm just going to read you guys the notes that are yeah, coming through. Please. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll like spark a little something. So we refuse to integrate the parts of self who truly need the most love. Okay. So there are parts of self that we're rejecting that we're rejecting. Okay. And that will typically manifest as anxiety, as insomnia, as something that is persistent and annoying yeah (laughs) because it's really trying to get our attention i I always tell people that like the body i like to think of the body as like this sweet little inner child self like Mm -hmm. we have a breakout instead of being like what the fuck face i hate you yeah it's like hey i'm just trying to get your attention like something's going on inside got got a little hormonal disruption happening like Mm -hmm. just trying to get in so instead of like we all have this like shut up yes (laughs) you know reaction (laughs) we want to like like, push everything down push it down push it down stop what if, what if like we, what if we like looked at it and we're like, hey, all right. It's a we're signal. Sh- yeah, it's a signal. It's yeah. just a signal. I always tell people just be observational. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be bad. The information can just be neutral mm-hmm. because if there's something, even if you're feeling anxious, like I will literally be like, oh, weird. I'm feeling super anxious right now. Mm-hmm. This is weird. And I'll literally check in with myself and be like, okay, this is what anxiety, like this is what it feels like. I never say I am anxious. Okay. I am, I am not anxiety. Yes, I'm experiencing. Yeah. I'm okay. experiencing okay. just Got a it. feeling. Experiencing it's, anxiety. It's, it's like it. a wave just gonna fleet Mm -hmm. it's gonna go right through me but it's when we when we get in an arm wrestle and Mm -hmm. we're like fixated on like i'm anxious i'm anxious yeah it's like then we get like we like get kind of stuck in it or we make and we make it our identity right yeah and then it's part of your story and then you're always replaying that story yeah right so you know if like something's coming up as like an anxious thought or whatever i'll literally be like okay i'm just gonna like i'm gonna journal right now like Mm -hmm. feeling super anxious like i know this is a weird one but i always tell people to kind of personify whatever emotion is like say you were triggered by something mm-hmm. say you're feeling anxious say something something's coming up for you you're yeah. activated this is a perfect invitation for you to and it's okay if in the moment maybe this doesn't feel aligned but if you're mm-hmm. you just need to like you know stomp it out go on a walk do whatever yeah but i always like to journal through the situation and kind of personify this okay. person like i'm like okay you know anxious. like you're giving your anxiety a character yes or, okay that's Got not it. me. Yeah. You know, that's not me. I'm not I'm not anxiety. Yeah. I'm experiencing a feeling. Yes. Or a thought. We are not our thoughts, yeah. right? Like it's just it's just or like our a, feelings. Yeah. We are we're we I am Anna Grace. That is something outside of me. That's yeah. how I kind of keep the dar- the narrative. But I will literally communicate to this emotion, like, hey, like what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. what are we feeling? Like keeping the dialogue back and forth really puts you in the seat of the observer of the mind in yes. the present moment. I, think I am that's in control. Definitely of this. the goal. I actually saw a TikTok the other day that made me laugh. This woman was talking about her intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. and she was driving mm-hmm. and she was like, everything was going great that day, like sun shining, everything's wonderful. And she had an tr- intrusive thought about getting in a horrible car accident. Mm-hmm. It's totally 
that resonates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I literally felt it. Like I literally was like, it's going to happen. And she was like, what I did instead of allowing myself to take that in as me, I gave this, these intrusive thoughts a name. Mm-hmm. Like there was another person. And I realized that like the intrusive thoughts were trying to keep me safe to be like, pay attention to what's going on. So this doesn't happen. Right. And she says now that she asks, she'll be like, oh, like you're talking to the anxiety or whatever. Yeah. Oh, like you're trying to keep me safe. Like, are you f- flirting with me? Like, do you like me? <laughs> she'll like, she's like, I flirt with my intrusive thoughts. Wait, that's hilarious. Like, that is. So, she's like, you're trying to keep me safe. Like, so you love me. Oh, like, you're obsessed with me. You're obsessed. And I'm like, that is fucking hilarious. That's exa- that's like the way my mind would work. <laughs> but I love that. It's because, so funny. Because it is, it is creating like, yeah. or personification. Hum- and it's personification. It's making it funny. Yeah. Like a joke with yourself. I have plenty of those. I do too. Just add it to the fucking list. Like, I'm like, I'm just in a silly goofy mood. <laughs> yes. I got it. I got it. Last night I actually took a video of myself on, for my close friend's story, because I was laying in bed sobbing, crying, laughing so hard by myself. <laughs> while I'm on my mattress on the ground. <laughs> And I literally couldn't tell if I was insane or not because I was watching TikToks and I am crying on this story. And I'm like, can someone just go watch this TikTok and tell me if it's as funny as I think it is? Or am I literally going insane? I, I go there on TikTok. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Hilarious. But anyway, we're personifying our <laughs> our intrusive thoughts, our anxiety. Yes. <laughs> In whatever way makes sense to you. And well, yeah. yeah, you can say it's flirting. You can just have a conversation. Yeah. You can just say, I'm going to journal, like whatever. Okay. It, it looks different for everyone. But I think it's it's not allowing ourselves to so closely identify with I mm-hmm. am anxious like that is the one thing like I have cleaned up my inner self-talk yeah and that's kind of one thing that came up for you was like this inner critic and this judgment mm-hmm. um is that she let's see she doesn't allow herself to see all the depth of her gifts because you're so focused on controlling the outcome mm-hmm. and it, it, it's attached to an anxious energy yes. for you yes so it's like it was interesting too because <laughs> Your guides kept showing me it's like she, it's like she doesn't always know where she's going and like that's okay yeah to not know like where you're going yes because there's like it's almost like you're still trying there's like this like need to control the outcome oh I'm a literal control freak okay. not to other people but to my life you know <laughs> what I mean like I was a, the child when I was younger I planned my day out in two minute increments to make sure I was optimizing not two minutes two minutes two literally like seven a.m. to seven o two get up make bed seven o two to seven o four. Go to the bathroom. Like, walk. No, I had walk downstairs. Where did you write this? On, well, Ren Stevens on Even Stevens had this calendar that are like sticky notes. And you could just, you could like, I had little check boxes. And it was like seven tasks, a sticky note. And you'd pull the sticky note back and there'd be seven more tasks on the other one. I was heavily influenced by the planner era of like yes. television. Oh, I always loved. wanted a planner. I was Ren Stevens. Like, like I, I'm the oldest sister. Like I was so serious. And my parents would be like, you would go to school and we would go upstairs in your room and just like laugh for hours at all your little like notes. And I'm literally six. Oh, what the fuck was I doing? Sweet but I was just taking. like, I need to optimize. Like I need to make sure every moment is in control because if the, it's not in control, then then it's not in control. control. You know what I mean? But see, you know what? That's what you should take through an exercise for me. Like what happens when I don't have control? Yes. Honestly, now I that harnessed itself especially in college in going out and getting blackout drunk and everyone's like I don't like to get blackout and I'm like I like it because I'm no longer in control because I physically can't be and then I was like oh my god (laughs) 
You're like, you need to figure that one out, don't you? <laughs> you're like, that's wild. Wait, you're like, hold Wait, up. Do I love not being in control? control? Am I yeah. constantly striving to not be in control? Yes. You need to like play with some, okay, not blackout. Yes, of course. But that's like, a, that was a bad outlet. That <laughs> yes. was a more negative outlet. <laughs> we could do it a different way. <laughs> a different way. But like putting yourself in an activity where you're like not in control. Like, yes. Like riding a horse or something. Mm-hmm. Like the horse is driving. So scary. Or, <laughs> yes. Like something. Anything with animals is like, you're really out of control. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you but you've got to trust. Yeah. You know, I mean, find whatever resonates with you, but there's something there, but true understanding, true divine timing. I'm going back to the reading guys. I'm just back and forth. The true divine timing is allowing herself to float downstream. It's like you get Mm -hmm. caught up in these like energetic swimming upstream and it's Mm -hmm. like, you're so locked into controlling the outcome. And I think that's a, a lot of the I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to diagnose you. I'm not a doctor, but well, a lot yeah, of no, anxiety energy. Yes, absolutely. Well, there's a thing. It's like a, a need to control because again, it's that. What if it's not controlled? And then you're like, it doesn't really matter if it's not controlled. And right. it's there's a need to put a meaning towards everything. Mm. But then you're like, what if it just didn't mean anything? Right. And a lot of the messaging on note to self is that because it's something like note to self truly is an aggregation of things that I need to hear. And it's me talking on a mic, being like making a note to myself. Literally, I'm like be graceful with yourself. I'm like, I, my eyes twitching. I'm like, guys, remember to be graceful with yourself. I'm like literally talking to me. You're like, but they yeah. say that true teaching is teaching what we need to hear the most. Mm-hmm. Like what we need to hear. Yes. Because what's so weird is we all need to hear the same thing. We do. So weird. We literally all do. We it's all just like we're it. all psych- cycling around each other mm-hmm. trying to figure out, trying to get the same we're place. We're all trying. All, here's the thing. We're all doing that. And we're all also trying to seem like we're, we got it together and we're normal. Yes. At the same time when, no, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not normal. If this podcast resonates with you. You're not. Well, let's say you're not the normal that we're all trying to be. We're all like you. We realize we're all going through the same tumultuous things. Yes. Internally. Internally. Yeah. And it's an evolution. It's a journey. You, mm-hmm. There's just levels. Well, of, it's supposed to be a journey, too. Yes. I can't say all of us, but I'm always so focused on the outcome. My eyes are on the outcome or on the goal that you forget that the journey is, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to wake up one day or you're going to. Let's say you're not going to wake up. You're going to die one day. Right. And be like, oh, my God, this was the end thing that I was focused on the whole time. But really, it was all about the everyday journey that I was on. Right. The whole point of living is how can I make each day beautiful and mm-hmm. and like sweet and present or magical or romanticize the process? You just enjoy. Just enjoy. You just have to make whatever situation that you are in. You have to understand that it's a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. And trust me, no day is guaranteed because I can tell you what, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> might be one day where you're sucked out of your body saying, hmm. You have I a mean, heart attack. You have a heart attack. And I mean, never see my family again. Yeah, totally. And then you're like, wow, like what a gift that mm-hmm. I'm awake. What a gift that I get to hug someone again or like yeah. a dog or, yes. you know, just it's like you, anything. You really have to like take. I know that's a dramatic perspective, but sometimes I don't think it's even dramatic because everyone's going to face at some point someone you love dies. You're going to face brushes with death maybe like it is dramatic quote unquote but like it's something death is something we all have to face at some point so it's also it's a good thing to like not tether ourselves to but acknowledge and and like reference right because we all have are gonna have experience with it yeah yeah we can't we it's a universal experience yeah it's not happening (laughs) okay what else okay what else do we have so i have a little bit of shadow work i'll go over here did Mm -hmm. i read this shadow self is a buried version of a buried version of us that we have buried in order to present ourselves to the world as someone who is worthy of love. Yeah, we read that, but I like that you read it twice because that's so 
huge. Right. Yeah. So the act of hiding, rejecting, or burying parts of self is associated with shame or unworthiness, which is taking us out of alignment with our truest, most authentic version of self. So I got some questions mm -hmm. for you too, but and and a couple. Let me see if there was anything else. Oh, the yeah. judgment piece was the word that I circled. Yeah. Because there was like the perfectionism. Oh wait, no judgment. Is, do you feel that it's your inner critic or do you feel most fearful of judgment from others? I think it might be a mixture of both. I think that I am more, I'm harder on myself than anyone is. Right. You know what I mean? I wrote inner critic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am definitely that because I think that's what breeds like imposter syndrome kind of because mm -hmm. I feel like the outside world sees me in a way that better that's, than I see me. So it must be my inner critic. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I wrote inner critic. And I think for you, it's really just, it's literally like anytime a trigger comes up, invite, I was literally just writing for you, like invite her to play, like personify yes. the situation. But ultimately, trusting our internal guidance system is the key to accessing our authenticity. So it's like teaching everyone here and mm -hmm. yourself to check in with self because mm -hmm. there are versions of ourself that are looking for love and affection. That's like yes. what we're doing with shadow work. Yes. It's like we're revisiting this memory in our brain because we have the power to revisit any version of self at any age. Like yeah. if it's you're like, oh, what well, that happened to me when I'm eight. It's like, no, no, no. Our brain is like this very malleable mm -hmm. creature. Mm -hmm. And we can actually revisit those memories and rewrite the software. We can clean up those programs. Remember the brain. Yes. We are a computer. We can delete some of the stored data. Mm -hmm. And we're like, that's no longer serving us. Or, hey, that's not even my voice. That's something my mom said over and over and over mm -hmm. that I have glitched yes. <laughs> inside my brain. Yes. But actually through meditation or hypnotherapy or through whatever, yeah. through doing yoga, movement, there's so many ways that we can start to let loosen the grip on this narrative yeah and start to instill a new belief system and so are those us. the ways those meet like mediums of you know is that just through connecting with self is what you're connecting saying with okay got it. And just like allowing time and space but like honestly connecting with self and setting the intention it's like mm -hmm. hey i want to invite forward this and, and it's like you could just sit in med meditation i'll say medication not <laughs> <laughs> you could just sit in meditation and and you know say some things come up for you and i have like another example that i wrote that i could yeah, share that's please. like outside of someone that is like tangible yeah please so i i did a client which i could share this i'm not gonna say any names but mm -hmm. who was really really struggling with insomnia and not okay. being able to sleep mm -hmm. and so I took them through this like kind of hypnotherapy, Akashic Records hybrid. I don't even know. I just yeah, did yeah. something. I'm like, come into my vortex. We're mm -hmm. going to figure this out. <laughs> and essentially, like every time I would ask a question and get closer to like, okay, like why, like why are you not sleeping? Like what happens when we're not sleeping? And like going through this kind of hypnotized yeah. state. And it was always like, okay, what happens when I don't get a good night's sleep? Well, I'm grumpy the next day. What happens mm -hmm. when you're grumpy? It's like, oh, people like don't want to be around me. What happens when people yeah. be around you? Like I don't have community or I'm feeling alone. Right. So it always came back to this like feelings of alone. Okay. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. So I'm kind of like, I'm like, all right, spirit guides or, you know, mm -hmm. personal on this team. I'm like, why is this, why is this so manifesting as sleeplessness? Yeah. And he said, because... At night, I feel really alone because everyone's asleep. Mm. So his body was reenacting this scenario of you're alone, you're alone, you're alone until yeah. he could embrace what happens if I'm actually alone. Yeah. You know, or, or like it's like 
it's rejecting so hard this fear of loneliness or being alone alone, that you're honestly creating a reality where you're feeling alone. Does that make sense? Are you tracking this? I know it's kind of kind of heady. No, it makes sense. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, when was the time you felt really alone? And he's like, I was nine. I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, what was happening? Mm -hmm. And, you know, their primary caregivers were going through a divorce and there was, you know, turmoil. Yes. And so I was like, all right, let's invite in this nine-year-old version of self. And he's like, okay, you know, I see him. He's with me. I'm like, okay, well, like, what would you want to tell him? And he's like, you're a great friend. And like, you know, you're never alone. And, you know, we just like went through this like really intense, like healing. I'm like, okay, I want you to like hug this version of self. I want you to tell this version of self. Like, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Like I've built Mm -hmm. such a beautiful life. Like you're not alone. And you're in this kind of hypnosis Akashic record state. State. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And so and, and but here's the thing. Anyone can can envisualize. Yeah. Anyone can visualize this younger version of self, whatever memory first comes to you. Like, when did I first feel this feeling? Mm-hmm. And you're you will in, immediately blurt out a number, probably like five. Yeah. Like you, it, you won't even be able to explain it. I think I have like this weird thing where I forgot my entire childhood. No, a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't remember a lot. But when I kind of like meditate and can journal and like, yes, I call in my higher self like. You don't have to be a medium like me to like go yeah. to this extreme. Like we have the power. Yeah. Everyone has the tools. I need to meditate. That's actually one of my main. I'm going to do a, I think a podcast episode on like what I'm really working on right now. Yeah. Meditation is one of them. I downloaded the superhuman app. I didn't have it on my, on my, my phone. It's so good. But you, Anna Grace told me about the superhuman app a couple days ago mm-hmm. and I, I thought I had it. I didn't have it. Anyway, I started looking at the meditations like the, for me, because I do have anxiety experience, anxiety. Yes. I'm not anxious. I experience anxiety. Thank you. The walking meditations are going to be like where I'm going to start. Yeah. It feels like a good start. I literally did three today. Like really? I, every like okay. when I walk to get coffee, walking yeah. meditation. Like It seems like a good intro to like, yes. I don't think I could sit down right now and meditate, but I could walk. Yes. You it's, know? A, it's a good gateway drug to meditation yeah. yes. for sure. And honestly, it's just like getting present with yourself. Mm-hmm. And anyone can do this work of like recalling a memory and communicating to whatever version of self that's like needing your attention, right? That's keeping yes. you up at night and be like, hey, like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. You're obviously keeping me up at night. Like what's going on? Instead of resisting. Because again, like you said, whatever you re- whatever you resist persists. Is that what it is? Yes. And that makes obviously so much sense. So if you resist being alone, you're going to feel more lonely. Right. So I guess you're just focusing so much on loneliness that you're going to find it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. yeah, or like you, you just have this like deep rooted fear and it's like you don't even like really know where it's coming from or like yeah. when it started or like why. That's the confusing part for mm-hmm. people because even he was like, I don't, you know, identify as alone or lonely. Yeah. But I'm like, right, because you've like created this whole life and your entire persona of being an amazing friend going out of your way to keep up with everyone because mm-hmm. at one point in your life you felt abandoned or alone. Yes. And then created this like the next 30 years of your life. And it became a part of your unbeknownst to you a part of your identity, identity. That you're it's a like, great friend you're a great, great this friend. you're doing so much right to keep people around mm-hmm. you. that's so crazy one thing I've actually been trying to really work on that I think really aligns with this is the idea that your identity is and should be ever evolving mm-hmm. like you don't need to stick to the same old story Mm-mm. and I am a person that does especially it's hard for our jobs because we're so we kind of have to brand ourselves right and even if you don't mean to, you do mm-hmm. based on what you talk about, whatever. And we've been doing this for like a long time. So there's obviously there's been some rebranding that both of us have done right. in the space. But sticking to a story, especially within this industry, is it's it's something you we kind of lean into doing more. Yeah. Because, again, for me, at least identity sticking with my story allows me a sense of control of my identity mm-hmm. rather than allowing it to just evolve. 
or detaching completely and being like, I'm I'm everything. I'm not just like these specific stories, I guess. Yes. And you know what's been really empowering for me mm-hmm. is I decided because when I, I left Nashville, I was like doing the whole like Nashville influencer scene, but I was mm-hmm. also doing energy work like under the radar. I was like scared for people to find out, you know, just being a real chicken. Mm-hmm. Did some shadow work, right? Now I'm like, this is me. I don't care. Yeah. Like I, this is this is me. And the the empowering part was that I decided that Anna Grace Newell, like I am the brand. Anything yes. that Anna Grace Newell does mm-hmm. is on brand. Oh, I tell people that when people someone asked today what my podcast about, and I'm like, it's just me. Anything. Anything. Literally anything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like we I think we get like to we always are trying to like identify so closely as something yeah. and I literally well, had like an identity crisis when I moved to Florida because I was like I'm not that person anymore. yeah like I gotta rewrite a new character and it's hard to let go of your identity a yeah. little bit and the thing is though again with our job like I ask you to sit down and everyone does this you sit down and you I sit we say okay integrate give us your little story for it give us your little spiel you know right so you do have to have like yeah a little tagline. A little tagline. But how do you do that if you're like actually a real person? You, you can't. So you have, <laughs> we have to make ourselves a tagline, but it's really hard to do so. And I think that, that that goes for anyone on the planet. You know what I mean? But it just really comes out in our job a lot, yeah, I but think. I agree with you. It's it, hard to do that. It's also like a really good invitation, though. If, if, if you don't like everyone should write down like, what is what is my tagline? Like, What am I constantly repeating over and over? Mm-hmm. And like, do I like that? Yeah. Do I or like am I just used to saying it? Or am it? I just used to saying it? Or I do I even identify with that? I was yeah. doing that. I was like identifying with an identity that I didn't, was me. It was like a mask. Yeah. It was like yeah. fake. Yeah. And then I stopped and I was like, mm, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's not for me anymore. Yeah. I did yeah. Like, a, like a quick like self-assessment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the just kind of wrapping up on Peyton was expanding. It, it's also like. There is this piece of you that's holding yourself back because the more she expands on it's it's almost like what authenticity truly means to you versus mm-hmm. you needing to expect a certain like outcome. Yes. The more it was basically like the more her audience will grow. Mm-hmm. And it was like what's I was like what's holding her back from like authenticity mm-hmm. and it was lack of trust in where she's going allowing outside voices mm-hmm. to Almost like change the process. Yeah. Does that make sense? Kind of. Like allow, like trusting in where you're going without needing anyone to validate what you're doing. Got it. Because obviously we are here. Our job is like we have an audience and to mm-hmm. perform and to show up. Yeah. But it's really ultimately like before you record, before you get on the mic, before you get on the camera to check in with yourself and be like, am I doing this for me or am I doing this because it's what I've always been doing? Yes. Because or, what people expect from me. Or... I think the where this comes out for me too is I have now teams that I work with. So we we have, you know, my management or yeah. my team here at Jerry Media. Like we get analytics and we discover what the audience likes, what the audience wants, because part of this is commercial. Right. Not necessarily this podcast in particular, but like part of what we do is commercial. So you right. do have to read into what's working, right. what's trending, what's doing these things. And I think in our space, I have been active about not really like allowing those thoughts to get into my mind mm-hmm. so it can show up as me. But I think I could always do a better job of that. Like yeah, anyone can. Well, because it was associated. I wrote like letting go yeah. more in this area because it's like whatever you're excited about or whatever you're most interested in, people are going to be the most interested in. Yes. That's like your indicator. You've got to always remind yourself like whatever I'm lit up about right now or whatever mm-hmm. I'm most interested right now in this present moment. Yeah. If we talked about it three months ago and it's like been my shtick. We can retire it. You know, like I yeah. don't have to keep it going. If yeah, I yeah. don't want to, if I want to keep it going, keep it going. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's checking in with yourself of like, is this lighting me up in this current moment? Because yes. like that's your, what is your human design? 
Manifesting generator. Yeah, because you're here to do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Manifesting generator is like you're like a jack of all trades. I really resonated when I learned about human design because yeah. that's that's always been my issue. I always would just be like, I feel like like a renaissance woman. You are. There's so many random things to be obsessed with that don't intersect with each other necessarily. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I love that I learned. You guys should learn your human design, by the way. That yeah. was just me kind of. It, that was an ad for human design in general. <laughs> yeah. Just learn it. The one <laughs> that I use is the My Human Design app. Yes. But neither one of us are affiliated. We just both use it yeah. and like it. Well, oh. I used it because you said to use it on yes. your podcast. Oh, oh so yeah. I got it. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being an AG University A plus yes, student. <laughs> I really am. Okay. The last thing that I'm going to say, just kind of dabbling here, just going to give you some things to take away with. Yeah. I did have some questions, but basically. You can tell me those after. Yeah, yeah. I can. So I wrote like in like four different ways too. And I might have already said this. I can't remember. It was like I circled the word transparency and it's like mm -hmm. filtering her thoughts through an old belief system around self. Mm -hmm. It's almost like there's ideologies she's she's ready to release. So basically this ideology, I was saying like what ideology is she ready to release? Yeah. And it's that we are no longer in a position anymore to please others. We are only here to please ourselves. It's like okay. you've built the foundation mm -hmm. you've got to shift the narrative in your head it's like i am i am here to really do like what lights me up and mm -hmm. in turn that's going to light other people up yes. versus looking outside of what do people need to hear from me mm -hmm. does that make sense yes that makes a lot of sense obviously we want to keep a pulse and and give people what they need from us mm -hmm. but if we're just pioneering and it's like you are here to trailblaze this kind of new path of what you're like if essentially I want to be a leader for right. example yes. that's another reason why um, I don't really people know this about me and I I honestly like it makes me feel guilty all the time I don't really go into my dms because not only does it give me anxiety because it's just a lot of contact but I feel like well kind of goes along with that it's a lot of energy being transferred mm -hmm. and I feel like when I'm giving out energy so much to people I don't get to keep it for myself for like what I need to learn and then I can't get on this mic and say what I need to learn right Yes. It will probably help someone else. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. So I'm trying to protect my energy in that sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's good stuff. Like I always say, like, I genuinely get the best DMs. And sometimes they're so good that I'm like afraid to answer because I'm like, what do I even say? That was so nice. <laughs> I like God, I'm like anxious in my room. Like, oh, God, okay, like, how do I respond? But like it is an energy exchange at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think that as a someone who would like to lead, it makes sense that that would come up because I, I would need to like tap into my own energy more than the energy of everyone else, else. around me. Yes. You know, 100%. So that actually really, really resonates, obviously. Well, the transparency piece too, it's like, it, there's actually something more that your soul wants you to step into. Mm -hmm. But right now you're like holding on to this past version of self who thinks she needs to show up a certain way. Okay. So I think that's where you should start with shadow work. It's like, okay. It's like, what what do I like actually really want to do? But maybe I'd be like a little afraid. People would be like, oh, what the fuck is Peyton up to? Yeah, like, that's that's I'm, yeah, because it's like they're actually like, no, that's where the growth is. Like that's okay. what, that's what she's here to do. Mm -hmm. So like play with that. Well, following that's, that goes back to where shadow work starts is following where you're a little bit irked or where you're a little bit what you're rejecting. You know what I mean? Yes. Or where you're embarrassed or embarrassed. I, I, yeah. I like to use the the word embarrassed because it's just an easy kind of tangible one you're like oh my god and everyone like, can connect everyone can connect yeah but i think there there is situations it's like we experience uh, this is what i wrote for you too like we experience events outside of us that cause a micro tear and this can be registered to us as trauma and trauma can be little t trauma which is embarrassed shame yeah. 
guilt, whatever. And then from there, we kind of fracture. So mm-hmm. we split and go on this like new path, almost wearing this mask that rejects or hides this part of self. And mm-hmm. that for you was kind of attached to like almost a people pleasing energy as okay. a child of like, yes. I will show up in this perfection. Yes. I will please. I mm-hmm. will do what I am here yeah. to do. Which well, is the thing very is like normal. Also. Very, normal. very normal. And it's one of those things I've realized all these things that we've picked up in our lives, like the people pleasing or the perfection. That was a coping skill at the time. For example, my dad went to war a lot. Mm -hmm. I was the oldest child. So I had to make sure that he was going to be happy with me when he came back, that I did the dishes and I helped my mom and I helped my sister. And I was I was kind of like an interim dad. Mm -hmm. And so people pleasing was that that was a very important part of it because Mm -hmm. like we all were trying to we were all people pleasers at some level. Right. But anyway, it's interesting because if I think about people pleasing, I'm like, ew, gross. But then I'm like, Peyton, that was a, a not a defense mechanism, but it was survival a coping. It was a survival tool. You had to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had to. And I think acknowledging those those kind of limitations, like because so shadow work essentially is acknowledging these kind of limitations we're putting on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think acknowledging them with grace rather than for me judgment, right? Right. It's <laughs> so key. It, that's it's, it is all about yeah. this accepting that hey. Baby Peyton, you did the best you could yes. this time in your life. And you had to people please and that's fine, but maybe we don't need that. Yeah. And you much. can just have like a sweet little conversation with her and be mm-hmm. like, I'm so proud of you for where you've gotten to today. And and we can do we can we make the rules now. Yeah. You know, we're we're living our authentic self. We are in our power now. And that's mm-hmm. such a beautiful place to be. It really is. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so the last thing was just like some other questions that people can ask. You can yeah, yeah, swirl please, around them later. It's like do. where slash when did I abandon this part of self? Mm-hmm. Some journal prompts. When did I feel ashamed of this part of my life? When was I ostracized for something? You know, something that you liked or something, some part of you that was ostracized mm-hmm. from others. What event made me feel less than or inadequate and what would I be so embarrassed if someone found out? Yeah. So yeah. you guys, the biggest takeaway, when a trigger comes up, just invite it to play. Mm-hmm. Just say, we're just going to play around and say, trigger, what are we What are we really trying to show me right now? Because yes. you're just trying to communicate. Be mm-hmm. observational. Be observational. This is also, like, for me, again, I always have to have a goal. So this is something I need to stop doing. But for <laughs> me, I feel like, like I said, shadow work's kind of the foundation of not only everything in your life, but being magnetic, manifesting the things that you want you know, achieving the life that you want, you got to start here. Right. Because you really ground zero. (laughs) It is. It is ground zero because the life of manifestation and law of attraction and and all of these things, it's so beautiful. But for me, it really comes in three parts. It's it's sitting with self, doing the shadow work, Mm -hmm. uncovering these limiting beliefs. And and it's an evolution. You will continue. But once you just get curious, it gets easier. Yeah. And it gets faster to Mm -hmm. uncover them and to heal the situation. Mm -hmm. And then it's taking aligned action or inspired action. Yes. And then the third part for me is just doing things that really make me feel good. That's that high vibrational piece that people yes. love to promote, mm-hmm. which is a big part of it. And it's mm-hmm. that's the fun part. It's it like, is. I love to just make every single thing that I do throughout the day. How can I make this more fun? Yeah. How can I make this like feel good? Mm-hmm. How can I make this instead of working out and punishing myself? Like I'm going to do like a dance workout and like make it really yes. fun and listen to loud music. We did talk about this on Anna Grace's episode is a lot of dance working out yeah. or various movements, various <laughs> movements, <laughs> whatever you need that day. Yeah, But it's like it's like giving yourself permission to do things differently in a way mm-hmm. that feels good to you. Yes. I feel like that's the key is just 
understanding, hey, this is what's lighting me up at this moment and just leaning into that. Yeah. Leaning into the things that are that are good, you are good at, and also mm-hmm. things that just feel good to you. It's literally play. It's play. That's another word I'm trying to embody lately. Me too. playing. Play and pleasure. Like, yes. I want like everything, like I want like this smoothie, like I want this to just be like a really like beautiful, pleasurable, like nourishing mm-hmm. experience. I love that. <laughs> it's very feminine feeling as well. Yes. Pleasure seems like that. It feels pleasure more on the feminine play. side of things. Yeah. Or yes. like a light feminine. A light feminine. Yeah. Yeah. So how do how did I I didn't I didn't want to call you out too hard from the Akashic No, Records. no, no. Okay. What's so funny is like whenever you were, were thinking about this, because it is something that's so intimate and deep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like reading like your medical history, like on the internet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like your psychological I'm evaluation. Like, hey, so this is where you're holding yourself back. And I'm like, I kind of feel bad like calling her out in front of her audience because no, I don't No, these are things that I have I feel in my body. Yes. Like you didn't say anything that I was like, Oh <gasps> yeah, no yeah. fucking way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have inklings of these things, yes. but it's nice to hear them um, the way that you said them okay because it's you know you can hear like generally the same thing over and over and over again and but someone will say it in a way that clicks yes that's basically what podcasts are like all podcasts that are my genre whatever the fuck my genre is we're all kind of saying the same thing but I feel like you find the podcaster for example that the way they say things makes sense to you yes which is beautiful. I'm glad. I'm happy that everyone here is, is connecting with what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. But your that's why I like your podcast so much because the way you say things really connects. Thank you. For me. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing I always tell people too is that the shadow work stuff feels so heavy and scary. And there's so much information out there and there's a million ways it can be explained and mm-hmm. sliced and diced. But I now see it as... I'm not afraid of it. I'm mm-hmm. not like, oh no, huh? Like, why is this coming up? I'm like, yeah. oh, hell yeah, let's freaking go. Yes. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like invite this in. I'm gonna figure this out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna free this energy. I'm gonna like say, I love you. You're beautiful. It's okay. Yes. We're not there anymore. Mine comes from the the perfectionism though, yeah. where I'm like, let's find everything that's wrong with me and fix it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm like, hey, stop, stop it. Like, <laughs> we're not gonna do shadow work like we do a school work, right. but we're gonna we're gonna feel it. We're gonna be more emotional. <laughs> It's not going to be that logical okay, right. all the time. And, and and the thing is, too, is that, yes, you can go on a healing journey. And I feel like there is this, like, kind of almost misconception about to be a spiritual person. It's like you're always in a deep healing journey. Yeah, and, yeah. and for me, I'm like, no, I have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would say I'm a very fun person. I'm yeah. a very spiritual person. Yes. But I don't you don't want to just take on everything all at once you know just yes. like wait for like a trigger wait to feel activated mm-hmm. you know if you're just like be patient yeah be patient like <laughs> in the moment as something's coming up just be like oh I'm gonna check in with myself like I'll literally put my hand over my heart and my stomach and I'm like mm-hmm. hmm, let's just like do like a little body scan like how's this feeling a little tight yeah something's like happening but then like go on about living your life yeah. you know like you don't need to do this all day all day yeah. <laughs> yeah just like if you're like I'm having a trigger that's an invitation to check in with self yeah yeah or if there's something that you're like I would say another area is like if you're continuing to experience a repeating cycle of dating the same shitty cheating partner okay Mm -hmm. that's a cycle that i let's check in Mm -hmm. when you're seeing patterns and things happening cyclically Mm -hmm. or like i said there's people that something's keeping them up at night Mm -hmm. there's going to be an invitation from the universe that might help some people then being like i must go in with my toolbox and hammer and break everything and and figure (laughs) out what's going on because it's like you're not broken you're exactly where you want to be yeah we'll do it i think one thing for me, sorry to cut you off. No. One thing for me that I've realized with my ability to confront, I guess, things like this are my the the, the people I like in my life, who mm-hmm. I love in my life, mm-hmm. are really good at confronting the negative parts of them mm-hmm. without feeling 
like shit about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, so for me, for I would say I'm not fully 100%, totally, totally the most confident person ever, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. But I'm confident enough to where I'm, I allow myself to have flaws. Mm -hmm. And which is why I'm okay with you reading this. Yeah. To whoever wants to listen. <laughs> because I know that like me having things I need to work on, it doesn't make me unworthy mm -hmm. or horrible or a failure. Everyone has them. And I'm still as confident as I was when I walked in this room broadcasting my, let's say, quote unquote, what some people might call flaws or limitations, I still feel just as confident in myself right? and sure and worthy. And of course, we all have doubts. We all have things like we talked about today for me. But overall, I feel great. And I I wish more people and I know a lot of people that I love in this life who don't take life this way that I'm like, I wish you would take life this way. Like if you have things that are negative, if you have things that are bad, you're still great. We, right. all, we all have them and we can work on them slowly. Yes. And they don't need to be fixed right now. We can work fixed, on them. Fixed, yeah. you know, yeah. improved, whatever you need to want to say. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, no one's broken. Nothing's mm -hmm. wrong with you. Like everywhere, everyone who is listening, exactly where you are in this moment, you are exactly where you're meant to be mm -hmm. on this journey. You're exactly where you're meant to be. I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Like I always bring myself back to that. I'm like, this is exactly what's supposed to happen. Yes. It's unfolding perfectly for me. Yes. Like, I think just take it as it comes up mm -hmm. in life and just having the awareness to tune into patterns or invitations from the universe or when you're like, hey, I really want to manifest something like, hmm, I've been wanting this for a while. I wonder if something's holding me back. Then go in and look. Yes. But our day-to-day -day baseline is like how how much love can I show those shadow parts of self? Yes. Right? It's like it's all about this radical self-acceptance. That's that's our true path to freedom mm -hmm. is just accepting and even if we have these flaws like you're saying mm -hmm. celebrating them like yeah I have flaws yeah I was sitting on here saying I didn't have flaws that's even me stuffing them further in a closet mm -hmm. and it's also it's literally impossible to not have flaws right. we're right. all gonna have them and life is the journey of finding them and yes maybe doing a little better the next day yes for yourself and for everyone around you but thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having I me. I could t literally, like we said the other day, I was like, I could talk forever about this. We could go on and on and on and on. There are so many guests that I have too that I'm, I go like, I'm like, we're going to record for this amount of time. And then I go over and then I'm like, you know what? I could have this person back. It'll be okay. I, I want you to, to come back on mine too. We were like just in a, I wasn't even asking you questions. We were just in a steady stream of just consciousness. Literally stream of consciousness. We were in a meditation, if you will. We were. <laughs> a double meditation. We were. It was meditative. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So I'm just at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram. TikTok. My website is AnnaGraceNewell.com. My podcast is AG University. And it is a school all about tapping into your intuition. So however that looks, feels, come mm -hmm. one, come all. We are speaking the universal language of love. And if you want to book a reading with me or do one-on-one -on -one work with me, there is a bit of a wait list, but you can join my newsletter and okay. I send out, I open up spots with people every single month. So okay. it goes out at the end of each month. I did and, get questions about that. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. I think so... When it comes to the Q&As and stuff that I do, I because I feel like I never really actually get to the actual Q&A part because I usually integrate them in the conversation. Yes. But that was one question that you had. All the readings. Readings. Yeah, um, if you were yes. taking new ones. Yes. So I, I, I am booked out for the next eight months, but every mm -hmm. single month we open up additional spots. Okay. And through then the I, newsletter. Through my newsletter only. Okay. And by the way, you guys, I only have one account. Everyone in the world is trying to impersonate me and ask for money. <laughs> Someone oh, last God. week got really innovative. They were fundraising for AG University. And people were like, I want to support. I'm like, that is a scam. So oh, my God. That's why I say only, only, only my newsletter and only my account. Also, when are we getting merch? It's coming. Okay. AG University. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the dancing unicorns. Right? <laughs> okay. Your branding, by the way, like <laughs> the university aspect. I haven't had another pod or heard of another podcast doing something like Thank that. You. Every time you use like your verbiage of like classes let out or whatever, like 
genius. Like it's so genius. It makes merch easy. It makes everything great. Like I know I, I awesome. reference myself as professor. That's <laughs> literally amazing. Professor Ag. People yes. write it and they're like Professor Ag. I'm like thanks for coming to class. You get an A plus. Oh my god. And then I, I, give, I give everyone homework too. Yes. And it's just like a little takeaway or Perfect. something for them to do. It is really fun. So well, y'all go listen to that. Please go listen. My favorite one so far you've done is the one about fear and self sabotage. Yes. My favorite. I think I've shared it on my story like two times because I shared I shared it the first time I heard it and then I shared it. When I was like referencing you, <laughs> but go listen to that yes. and go find Anna Grace on social media. You guys can find me on social media at Peyton Sarton, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.